Hello, it is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, and I'm here with Jonathan Morales Roca, and uh, we're going to talk about video game design. He just entered the room, so I'm going to get started. Hello, nervous. So much stuff. Hey, hey. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Hey, yeah. Is it loud? Is it is the quality terrible? So if the quality's terrible, then so be it. <laughs> <laughs> like low effort. <laughs> Just get it done kind of thing. How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm in a much better mood now than I was earlier today. Um, but then I got excited because I was like, I'm going to talk about video games. Why would <laughs> I not be excited? And I started going through all the research notes and looking up all the things and got even more excited. It was like, I was a kid again, just thinking about all the things that I loved about video games. Yeah, it's so cool. There's so much cool stuff that I always tell people, um, if there's anything you want to do, you can probably do it with video games. Um, and like, I've had people be like, oh, well, I want to do makeup. It's like, well, yeah. like <laughs> you can definitely be hired to do makeup and like make references for artists to like put in a game and like be be an expert in this stuff. And, That's so awesome. I didn't like, even think about that. Yeah, there's like, there's so many like different things you can do in video games. It's just so freaking awesome. Uh, and it's it's kind of like everything. <laughs> put put into one thing and it's like it's cool like you can create your own worlds and um it's 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 just it's super super cool stuff and so i always tell people if there's something you want to do you probably find something that's interesting with regards to the world of the video games um yeah wow yeah it's it's wild stuff it's some, there's some there's a lot of cool stuff um to, to to explore and so a lot of people don't really explore it past me telling them <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it's still nonetheless like there's some people that are like oh well i want to do this and i'm like oh yeah like there's this thing uh, it's it's just cool to 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 see people that like like playing video games but don't necessarily like the idea of working on video games but then they find something that they really enjoy but then it also can be applied to video games <laughs> and then them being kind of basically connecting the two and then realizing they, they can have this really cool career that they, they enjoy wow yeah so as a career, it's not really something that comes to mind right away. Right. <laughs> because it's something fun, but there's actually a lot of work that goes into creating yeah. the environment for fun. <laughs> for yep, yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of work, a lot of collaboration, and uh, it's it can be difficult, but it's there. There is a lot of fun that goes into making a game, but a lot of the time it is a lot of like hard work. Um, so surprisingly, um, but also unsurprisingly, uh, and all just to make sure that like folks have fun. I mean, of course, to make money. Sure. <laughs> At the end of the day, a lot of people go into it to make sure that folks are having fun, especially designers and artists and stuff, right? Um, right. And 
and yeah, it's there's there's yeah, it's it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll dig into it deeper, but it's it's uh, yeah, there's <laughs> right <laughs> it's like where do we start so yeah there's just so much like we can we can cover different topics we cover everything or as as little as much as possible from each of those individual topics but yeah we can we can we can go over as much or as little as you'd like well um just looking at your bio thank you for providing by the way yeah, um you grew up in the central coast and central valley of california and went to uc santa cruz um specifically to pursue a career in games, um, which is great because it's something I definitely thought of when I was younger, but for whatever reason, um, ended up on a totally different path. Mm -hmm. um, but right now you're a senior tech artist at Jam City, and you're also a co-founder of No Static Games. And I looked at the, the video for this game that you guys are working on, and I was just like, heck yeah, <laughs> I want to play that. And then it also mentioned, um, like there was a little mention to Oculus. So is there like a virtual reality version of this game as well? Yeah. So we originally pitched it to Oculus, part of the Oculus Launchpad program. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not we, it was my brother. <laughs> um, and we didn't have a, a demo or anything. Like we, the game had not existed at all, even in the idea form. Uh, and so he just kind of pitched something and they liked it and then he got to work on it for a few months. And then once we like basically got our prototype out um, to them, uh, we ended up getting a grant uh, from them and then basically continued development. Um, so yeah, it originally started in, in Oculus Quest. So it was a VR uh, kind of rap rhythm game. And there's a lot of different things that we were exploring. Um, uh, and actually my, my brother and one of our other co-founders, Brian, they're going to be giving a talk at the Game Devs of Color conference nice. about some of the stuff we, we've explored uh, and some of the stuff we've referenced, um, as well as like the history uh, uh, to rap and rap in rhythm games and rap rhythm, and rap games in general. Um, so it, it's a lot of like they do a lot of comparisons, um, and kind of try to guide folks to like show you where we're at, where our research is kind of targeting. Um, but there's just so many like nuanced things with rap that it makes systemizing it really complicated. But yeah, originally it was in VR. We're exploring other avenues um, since VR might make it a little bit difficult to do a few of the things that we want to do, like storytelling um, or giving the player voice um, and, and, and that making that feel good. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're bouncing a lot of different ideas. Uh, but right now we're we're stepping away from VR, but that doesn't mean we're, it, it won't be VR, but that demo specifically is in VR. So if you have a headset, I can probably send it to you. Awesome. I actually just gave my Quest headset to my nephew. It's <laughs> like 15 and he wanted one. I was like, oh man, I, I have one. <laughs> I should just send it to him. Just sneak in and then take it and I'll send you the build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, rap is evolved so much into different rhythmic styles yep. i can see where it could complicate things if you needed to like create a system that was like consistent yeah yeah it's it's like there's so many changes in flow like it like with like like really dope rap that like keeps you engaged there's a lot of changes in flow that are happening constantly 
Uh, and so you have to deal with the rhythm of the, of the song and then you have to deal with the rhythm of the bat. And like, like seeing those as, as together is important, um, but like trying to separate that rap aspect and kind of systemizing it is, it gets really complicated. Um, uh, and, and we've, we've tried <laughs> to, to, to find ways to allow that creativity of flow um, and, and lyrics to kind of allow the player to explore those. Um, but again, like, like I said, there, it, it, it can become really hard. Um, I think one of the better prototypes that we've had is allowing the player to control flow, but at the expense of not really being able to say anything of substance. So it's more like just sounds. <laughs> um, so it's more like, like, if you think of it, like, uh, like scatting jazz, kind of like that. Mm, okay. Uh, kind of like that. Um, doesn't sound as nice, but it's it's kind of like that. Um, but you can control basically how you how you how you dictate the the bar, uh, but you don't say anything of substance. Just because we were trying to basically focus on that um, on the aspect of flow, and that felt really good. Uh, if you've ever like like tapped your your like foot to like a rhythm or like or to to or like wrapped along a song, like it feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so it it. it, it that flow aspect of it just felt really good. And so we're trying to target that a little bit more, but that that brings its own issues as well um, of whether we can make anything of substance that actually will keep a player engaged. Right. So, uh, instead of just it being like a toy that you just flow with, you know? Although that is that does sound fun. Um, it's just a lot of balancing and trying to figure out what our, the core of the game will actually be. Right. Uh, and then making that fun. Yeah, I'm thinking about how you'd have to make compromises as to like what aspect of the engagement is really going to like keep people engaged yep. and like having fun. Because um, sometimes when games are difficult, like I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep, exactly. And, and the biggest thing is difficulty too. So we actually had a prototype where we, um, we did, we had a text-to-speech system or we were leveraging a text-to-speech system in Unity. Um, and you would say a word and then that word would be conjured into the, to the world. And then you could like kind of adjust your bars, but then that was really slow. Uh, and then like, if we wanted to do something more, more real time. And so like, maybe we're like, we could have people wrap an entire bar and then, and then like, we'll like judge that based on certain parameters or whatever. Um, and yeah, that became really difficult. <laughs> yeah. And then like the worst part is that people, well, not the worst part, but like, since people pronounce things so differently True. and specifically with the rap, you're trying to kind of, you're, you're more focused on flow and like you like you're, the delivery of a word um, is so tied to that flow, right? So you can adjust your pronunciation of a word in order to, to, to make sure that it flows well with other words uh, and the entire bar. And so if you do that, Texas speech system is not going to know what to do. Oh. <laughs> and so yeah. then it just basically ends up breaking the immersion um, right. And so, yeah. And then, and then you feel like you're not good at the game, but it's actually the system that's failing. Ah, uh, those computers can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like another, I'm totally getting nerdy with it now. <laughs> another aspect might be to, um, to measure frequencies and the tones used with the words, like on a sound basis. Right. Right. Yep. And, and that's actually been done before. If you played Rock Band, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So you, you can basically do that uh, with volume and, and, and uh, frequency. 
Um, and so we haven't actually explored that too much because we do really want to either have the creativity of uh, writing a rap mm-hmm. or, or putting you in the shoes of someone who's like in the zone, basically flowing and like, like spewing stuff out. Um, uh, and there's, there's actually really uh, a good example of a game that kind of does a good job, but it doesn't, the game itself doesn't grade you on it. Um, so if you ever played the Jackbox party games, there's one called, it, it's like the ones on your phone. Like Maybe a while ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's one called Madverse City. Uh, and that one, it basically gives you, uh, I think I think it gives you a prompt or it gives you like a, a bar. And I think you have to fill in the last word and it gives you like, it's kind of like Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. It, it'll give you that like, oh, this has to be an animal or a noun or whatever. And you fill in that word and then the second line, you basically write out the line yourself. And you're playing with other people, so they get to judge you on how good your bar is. And these robots will like do a, a text-to-speech. Right. They'll basically wrap your, your, your bars for you. Uh, <laughs> and then people will, will vote thumbs up or thumbs down. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and it's, it does, yeah, it does a really good job. Um, and without having to systemize rap too much it's just basically this first part is mad libs the second part is is all you and then the game isn't going to judge you on anything it doesn't know what you're doing other people will will judge you on those things and so a lot of that the nuance you can get across a lot of that nuance um with with your words because you're basically targeting it towards real people and they can decide whether they like it or not right yeah and so yeah it, it did a really good job in that sense um yeah it's, it's a cool game <laughs> Um, just like thinking about how AI machine learning like still has to be trained by us to yeah. recreate like an actual experience that's enjoyable and that actually makes sense. Yeah. I can and it's so hard to get it. that that data set too. Yes. Right. Like a good data set to actually train it well. Mm-hmm. And even like then- hundreds of times. Exactly. And then like, there's even points of failure as well that could completely screw up your model. Yes. <laughs> Which is... Goes unchecked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of things. I, I remember when I was in school, there was someone who was like, who had, they were working on their thesis uh, with regards to machine learning. And they were like, I decided machine learning is not the future of, <laughs> of like uh, AI. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to redo research on that anymore. And they basically ended up changing their thesis. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I was like, I, I don't know enough, but that sounds wild. If people are still using it and it seems like it's cool. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know what their perspective was. Um, they didn't really elaborate. I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay. Definitely need to follow up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I should follow up with like, what do you mean? I mean, they might change their answer at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I should have, I should have dug deeper. I was so confused as to like all this cool stuff that I was seeing. Um, yeah, them thinking that it wasn't the future. But here we are, the future, and it's prevalent in a lot of things. I mean, it's also like not further than I thought we could be. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it, we do kind of like go around and around in cycles. I mean, who knew that? side scrollers and 2d and 8-bit games would have a comeback as strong as it did yeah 
when we have like realistic looking motion picture, like actual motion picture quality gameplay. Yep. There's a very, there's a thing that I like to reference a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what it, <laughs> where it came from. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was just me came, that came up with this thing. Take the credit. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, games tend to age very poorly uh, uh, if they try to go very realistically. Mm. Uh, and they tend to age very well if they go more on the artistic side and try to so if, if you look at like like games like what's a game that looked super realistic back in the day? Uh, I won't too, go too far back, but let's say like any like most PS3 titles, like PlayStation 3 titles, that's not too far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they looked amazing back then. <laughs> and 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 now like games look amazing and they look super realistic and they have all this detail and it's awesome. Uh, but if you go back to to look at those games that looked amazing and realistic back in PS3 days, mm-hmm. they don't look as great now because we have uh, our our sense of of um, I guess it's it's a relativity, right? Uh, I don't know what to yeah. call it, but it's it's we have a more understanding of how things should kind of look. Uh, we're in a more realistic sense now because we have the technology for it compared to before. And you can even see it with like movies, right? You can, if you look at like Toy Story 1 compared to like Toy Story 4. <laughs> right. Toy Story 1 looks pretty bad compared to Toy Story 4. But at the time, it was amazing. <laughs> True. Um, and it's, it's because rendering techniques have changed um, and then the technology for actually rendering uh, a movie or specifically in games uh, rendering in real time, it's, it's gotten a lot better. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of a lot of games that tend to, at least in the past, I don't know how it's going to be in the future with new technology coming out that allows for some really wild stuff. Um, there's a like a lot of the games that, like for example, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. It's, mm-hmm. It takes this very tune, like cartoon aesthetic, uh, tune shading style, and it still holds up to this day because it's artistic. Uh, right. But then, like Resident Evil Four on the GameCube, it looks pretty muddy and bad <laughs> uh, com- comparatively uh, to, to what it could look like now. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, reasons as to why that could be. It's probably a lot of like Uncanny Valley stuff. And um, yeah, just like, like our, our references are very limited at the time. Yeah. And then in the future, things change. And then, oh, oh that was, <laughs> that wasn't good. But uh, yeah, and most most of the artistic games tend to hold up quite. That makes sense. Where like an artistic style kind of sets the rules in terms of like what to expect mm-hmm. versus the realistic mm-hmm. emulating games. They're not only limited by the rendering technology, but also um, sometimes it's not real. Like yep. the fact that movie studios do utilize game engines to help with their CGI, a lot of it is very theatrical and mm-hmm. and um, exaggerated for entertainment effects. Yep. And yep. It, it actually doesn't translate <laughs> into real life. <laughs> so, you know, it could look realistic, but then it's still like being theatrical and exaggerated. Yep. So it does kind of like lend to a expectation of this isn't really real mm-hmm. or it's um 
as like the movies, which is yep. kind of deceiving in its own way. Yeah, yeah, like and like yeah, you have a lot more control in movies uh, with perspective, uh, right? Um, mm -hmm. And with games, it becomes a little bit more complicated because if you give, if you allow the player to control the camera, then which most ah, games true. do. It, it, it allows them to basically find breaks in your world, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, they didn't render that side. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and, this, and a lot of this stuff that like usually they find, it, like, like, oh, they didn't render that side. Like, it's sometimes to save some things. Sometimes mm. it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, but most of the time it's like saving stuff, like, like memory. So you're not having to draw extra things. Um, yeah, it's, it's a miracle that games even like it's it's so wild like like that that we're at a point now where like if, if you've read up anything on on unreal engine 5 uh with their new like nanite system mm. basically you can render um so it, it, with regards to 3d models you have polygons uh, yeah. and, you ha and, and you have vertices right and so what nanite does is you can have a high resolution like extremely high resolution model with like millions probably even billions, I'm not 100% sure, uh, of polygons uh, and vertices. And in real time, this, this system will adjust the, the, those, those triangles and basically re, I guess, retopologize it in real time. Wow. Um, and so you can have something with super high detail up close and something with lower detail further away. And this has all happened. This is all controlled by the system. And how, how, how it's handled in the past uh, is using LOD, so low, lower or level of detail models. And so you'll have a lower resolution model with less vertices and, and polygons compared to a higher resolution. And the closer you are, the higher the resolution model, the, the, the higher resolution model will show. So yeah. uh, you can blend between those however you see. But yeah, this Nanite system is like- All the time. It's ridiculous. It's like all, it's like all the time and like, it's it's pretty expensive. It's like well, not pretty, it's super expensive. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like yeah, yeah, all that energy being expressed and calculated yep. constantly, yep. even if it's not being used in the moment, but it's ready if someone were to like zoom in. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. But I think there's going to be some complications with it. I've already gotten some hints from some people. Uh, eventually, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about how to crash that system. <laughs> yeah, my my computer can't run Unreal Engine Five. Like, I can have <laughs> literally nothing on there, and it will run at like five frames per second. And it's like I can't do, I can't work because I can't. It doesn't do anything. So I have to work in Unreal Engine. Dude, 5. I can't have Chrome and Zoom open at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, sometimes that happens. I mean, I have like hundreds of tabs open. I don't know if that's you, but that is me. I, I do get to that point and then I have to um I have to just start copying links and um just close it out. I just have to let it go. Just yeah. surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's that's how I am. I have like at work, I have like I'm kind of embarrassed to show this. So like, no, I can't show it, but it's <laughs> I'll share it. It's uh like one, two, three, four, five, six, six windows of Chrome. That's pretty good. But each of them has like a hundred times. No. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and I know where most of the things are and where I need to do. I do, surprisingly, yeah. 
That's fantastic. I'm impressed. Yep. My partner's like, uh, she'll see me working and she'll be like, how do you get anything done? And then she'll be like, oh. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, like, well, I, just, I know where things are. Like I'm referencing them all the time. So I'll just open them and I'll have all these other tabs referencing like, like information that I need in order to get something to work. It's all just like follow this line of like where things are. Um, yeah, I think I need to let go of them because it's just draining my memory <laughs> and it's going to crash my system. So Both in the computer and your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget a lot of things, but I don't forget where my, where my tabs are. <laughs> I'm so blown away. <laughs> in a good way like it's good like it's pretty cool but also I, I totally understand like it's not good yeah the compromise is there it's not good it all started when I started uh my last year of university um there's a lot of stuff that I was learning with, with like c-sharp and, and like audio implementation and some other art stuff and I just had so many tabs and I knew where everything was and I was like Dip. and then ever since then that's how I work. It's just like, I have a bunch of these resources open. I know where things are. And like, I, I usually stop adding tabs and open a new window when I reach the tab limit. <laughs> of, oh, wow. Of where it shows. Yeah. And then I'll open up a new window and be like, all right, I got to start somewhere else. Uh, yeah. I need to, I need to do more of like saving, saving uh, tabs to just like bookmarks <laughs> instead of doing what I do. <laughs> Yes, I do have the bookmarks, but it's interesting because the way we consume information these days, it does change or it updates often. Mm -hmm. So we have to find like different ways to like reference like our own like internal library. Right, right. I wish I just did it automatically. Be nice. <laughs> I mean, in a way you are. That's fair. But you're just expressing it through tabs and windows <laughs> instead of bookmarks or like hand notes or yeah or the fair. notes app yeah. <laughs> i try uh, to be fair oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh yeah I, I, oh yeah another thing i think with regards to video games um not kind of holding up i think they might limit themselves a little bit with regards to a lot of games do this um, where they make, they try to do a lot of like camera techniques similar to Hollywood. They try to replicate Hollywood and movies and stuff. Oh, I, think, I, I think a lot of the stylistic choices, I mean, there's a lot of games that don't do a good job with regards to, to camera views and a lot of the references from Hollywood are helpful, but it's some, there's, there's times where those aren't like, that they're not helpful to actually, to the actual function of the game. Um, mm. But you'll see a lot of games that, that will have a lot of like cutscenes or like in-game movies <laughs> right. um, and they'll have a lot of those. Um, and it's, it's, it like more so than actual playing the game. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that people have over time have done, have gotten a lot better at, but at, to not tell a story by showing a, a movie, basically, instead of telling a story through actions and the actual gameplay that you're doing. Um, I think I think it's a. I think there's it's gotten a lot better, and so games in the in the past that like depend on the cutscenes a lot, um, right. kind of don't age as well as newer games that tell their story while you're playing. But it's it can be really hard to do that as well because <laughs> players focusing on let's say like shooting enemies, and then you like you're getting all this like like lore thrown at you at the same time, and you're like, well, I'm fighting. 
I can't focus on this right now. <laughs> right. I can't read the subtitles. I just got to fight. And then after I'm done, I'll go hide in a corner and I'll listen to this thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be hard. It can be hard. Um, it's it's trying to just basically find that balance. Yeah, I like how you mentioned like the the way that you tell the story of the game, like the narrative of the game has changed over time. And like mm-hmm. when we look back at some games, we notice like they're not as great because we're not actually playing them. And it, it doesn't give us the feel of playing the game. It's almost like watching a bad movie in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some games with some really funky stuff. I will say though, I think older games did a better job. Yeah. And then I think it was early 2000s where it started to shift. When we started getting the ability to start making these in-game cutscenes, they were overused. And <laughs> yeah. then I think we're reverting back. Like, I mean, like if you look at Super Mario, you just get dropped in and then facing right. And it's just kind of like implies for you to go right. <laughs> and then right. from there, you're just like, all right, well, like you can read the game manual, but you can get a lot of the stuff just from playing the game as well. Exactly. Yeah. So what kind of gamer are you? Like, there's the casual gamer, there's the first-person shooter, the side-scroller. Yeah, it depends. Uh, I play everything, um, because I I love video games, but it it depends on what I'm feeling. Uh, Like, right now, I've, I've, like, been digging deeply into uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is, like, this, like, if you if you heard of the Yakuza franchise, it's basically uh, a, a Japanese game about the Yakuza. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but they're like they're like fictional stories. Um, specifically, this game is uh, a, a JRPG, kind of like turn-based battle, kind of like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this the main character loves this the Dragon Quest series, which is like this old. Well, I mean, I mean it's still going on, but it's it's this. Uh, Japanese uh, game series. Uh, and he loves the series so much that he just basically sees the world in <laughs> as yeah. an RPG. Yes. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he basically just goes about doing stuff. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I, lo- I love RPGs. That's probably my favorite genre. I don't have enough time to play them, but I... I know. It's <laughs> the same way. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, I mean, I, lo- I love fighting games. Uh, I'll, there's moments where I, like, I won't want to play any RPGs because I'm just like, too much time or i just don't i'm not in the mood to invest uh like like let's say like an hour long or two hours to just sit down and like right. follow through with a, a narrative thread um mm-hmm. and so i'll just like i'll just play some smash bros or i'll play some battlefield like literally anything that kind of fits my specific mood in that instance i will play um yeah and there's some moments where i'll like i'll do a deep dive into like <laughs> first person shooters uh, for like a month and I'll get good and then I'll stop playing and then I'll be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> when I pick it back up again. Did you have a favorite of the, the ones that are out there? For first person shooters or? The, mm-hmm. uh, I think the one I have the best memories with is probably Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, back when I was a kid, we had it on the PC uh, and there was a lot of people running mods on the game. Yeah. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, that, that's the game we probably, uh, well, Battlefield as well. Battlefield, I forget which one it was. Bad Company 2, I think. I kind of remember. That was a super popular one. Yeah, I think it was Bad Company 2. Can't remember. 
but yeah those old those older ones yeah those are great um but i've my partner and i have been playing battlefield 5 over the last few months and that's been fun thanks <laughs> yeah do they ever kick what about you yes. Oh, <laughs> she's, 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 way, she's way better than me. Holy cow. Like <laughs> she's way better than me. Like I, I, when we first started playing, she, she picked it up and she was like, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, Oh, just okay. Just try Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you die. It's okay. <laughs> He's like, but I don't want to die. <laughs> like I'm gonna let my team down. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like they're dying too. Like, don't worry about it. Um, just, just have fun. <laughs> um, and no, but like I, I ended up stop. I stopped playing because I, like I mentioned, I fell out of it. And I was like, I'm gonna play some Smash Bros. or something. Right, right, right. Uh, but she kept playing because she loved it, and like, she she would get like the top of the like her her like team's leaderboard like a few times, and I'm like, awesome. Like you're you're getting way more kills than I am, and you're dying a lot less than I ever did at my prime. <laughs> so uh... I don't I don't know how you're doing this. And like when, when I would play, she'd be like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna try it, and then at that, this is not a, this this was a smart. But I always bring back this highlight that I had in the game, <laughs> where I I was inside of this like a, it's like a bunker, yeah. Uh, and I, and I had a, a smoke grenade, and I was like, and I, and I knew the enemies were coming, um, but they were like, I, I didn't know where they were, but I, there was a door open, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna throw a smoke grenade in that corner. I'm going to make it seem like one of their teammates basically threw that, uh, but I've planted these bombs there. So when they come in, it'll explode. And if one of them gets through, I'll be able to shoot them. And I, like, I was like, I told my partner, look, I'm going to throw this here. And she's like, what are you doing? It's like, no, watch this. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to happen, but it ended up happening. And so whenever she liked this better, I'm like, well, I did that other thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it was good. <laughs> I'm really bad at all of those first person shooter games. Um, I knew I was going to be bad at all of them when I played GoldenEye, like, way back. 64, yeah. Yes. And I don't know, maybe it was the shape of the controller, but just something about it and, like, the four screens, because we had, like, multiplayer. Yep. I just couldn't keep up. It was just too much. I was overstimulated, and I feel like it gave me PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, that game, that game is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was a bad first experience. <laughs> I, I had fun with it, but yeah, I, I remember being overwhelmed when we had more than like just me and my brother. Yeah. Because uh, then, yeah, like everyone's like just like shooting rockets and you're just like, ah, and you hear these sound effects and it's like. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. what room is that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, it's even worse. There's like I know one month that me and my brother were playing a lot. Like a lot of it looked the same, and so I'm pretty sure I had it memorized as a kid. Right now, I would probably totally be terrible at it, but I'm sure as a kid I had it. <laughs> I had it down. Nice. Yeah. Now I just play solitaire or <laughs> <laughs> or um other like puzzle games. Yeah, as long as. What's funny was um. Oh no! Wait, sorry. Oh, I was going to mention how um, one time I had a PM job, a project manager job, mm-hmm. and in my downtime, like wait, like in between meetings, I was playing Lemmings, and Lemmings is basically project management. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I'm doing too much project management right now. <laughs> that was funny. 
mean, for people who don't know Lemmings, <clears throat> it's just these little characters that walk around and like they'll fall off a cliff if you don't like give them a job to do. You have to like lead them to the like the home base. Yeah, I realize like oh my gosh, like I'm spending ten hours at work, and then when I'm done with work, I want to play video games to relax, but I'm doing more project management. <laughs> and I pretty much like checked my phone. I was like, I'm going back to solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, as long as you're having fun, that's that's what matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're not having fun anymore, yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't play it. Exactly. I have so many more questions, but I know like we're just going to have to like. Go for it. Uh, I, 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 I blocked off till two. Uh, so. Okay. So uh, I might have to head out at like 1.30. Uh, so, so we can go go for a while. I won't keep you on long. <laughs> just, do, <laughs> just do another, another check because this is so much fun. For sure. Um, let's see. So you mentioned, you talked about shaders, kind of. You talked about audio. Well, not really. Yeah, we, we can cover that if you want. Do you have any questions? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about first. Oh, you did mention being a parent. Yes. Let's talk about it. I don't want to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm we, just don't kidding. <laughs> we don't have to. No, it's, it, it, that it's, says it's... everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, it's cool. No, it's cool. Um, it, it's, it's, it can be a lot, uh, especially I think, um, when I found out that, uh, me and my partner were going to have a kid, uh, or when we found out, uh, I didn't have a job in game, in the games industry. <laughs> so it was super stressful. Um, I mean, even after she was born, uh, I didn't have a job. So she's, she's four right now. Wow. Uh, and so I, I've had my job for almost two years now. So, or at least like my, my, my tech art job at Champ City been for mm -hmm. almost two years. Uh, and that's my first industry job. Uh, I've done games in the past, but that's like my first, first big quote unquote real job <laughs> in the games industry. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super stressful because I think one of the biggest things that, uh, that, that was stressing me out was not being able to work in games because I didn't have enough time to get better at making games <laughs> um, to actually end up having things to show so then I could work at a studio, right? Right. And luckily, like, I mean, things started, to, like, things aligned and I'm here now. Um, and and I'd like to say I'm pretty good at my job, <laughs> but, but I think that's up to my boss to, to kind of decide. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm good at what I do. I don't know if I'm necessarily good at my job. Like I, I'm good at making games, <laughs> but with the specific things that we have to do, like, like I can do them. It's just uh, I know there's there's more I could I could offer, but I don't have, I don't have time to learn those things. So <laughs> if I can't do it, if I can't learn it at work, I'm probably not gonna. I mean, that's real. Like, yeah, if you don't have the time to learn a new skill. It's hard to grow in those ways. Yep. for a job i mean but also sometimes jobs require too much of us yep. where 
know, if we want to do a good job, we can't do all the things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's why you have like your one role, like you're saying, like it's a collaborative process. Like you have yep. to work as a team because there's so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of the most stressful things I think uh, about, about being a parent is like, if I didn't have my career basically like ready by the time she was born, <laughs> I felt like it was going to be really hard. But I mean, after she was born, I, I mean, like my partner was still a student, um, finishing, finishing up her last year. And I was working at a games research center at like their front desk prison. <laughs> and so. Uh, a foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a research center. So it was more like academia. Uh, I see. Instead of, yeah, it wasn't really working in games really <laughs> at all. It was more like, hey, we need to purchase something, submit a purchase order stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> or, or like like fix up our website. Like uh, <laughs> um uh but yeah like I think yeah I think that was the most stressful thing. Uh I didn't know where we were gonna be. Uh and like it was yeah it was it was stressful. But uh other than than that, I mean kids are kind of intense. <laughs> <laughs> or can be intense. Yes. Um, specifically my daughter. Like most most kids, whenever they like need to use a the restroom, they'll like try to hide. <laughs> uh, really? There's a lot of kids that do it. Not not every kid, but there's a lot of kids. And not my daughter specifically. Like she'll like kind of just like whenever she's doing something that she doesn't want us to look, she'll yell at us. Be like, no mires, which means like don't look. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then, like, um, like we just have to like be like, oh, like, are you, are you going or not? <laughs> and she's like, no. It's like, or she'll be, she'll be like coloring, and she won't want us to. Learn. She'll have a surprise for us, and she doesn't want us to. Learn. Um, little things like that uh, are cute, uh, but yes. sometimes when, when you need it, when you, when you need her to do something, uh, and she's, she yells at you like, don't look or don't know, and she starts freaking out like. It, it can be it can be stressful. So th- there's a lot of stress that comes with it. I will say every every stage feels the like the hardest stage. <laughs> kind of like a video game. Kind kind of like a video <laughs> game. So like like when she was born, where I was like, oh man, I gotta keep changing here. Every 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 few hours is like super tiring. Um, it's like when you have to level up your <laughs> your avatar. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you got to get those skills. Um, and then yeah, and that became easy. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like I can change her now. And then um, she she started like crawling and walking. I'm like, ah, like I I remember thinking, I can't wait till she can crawl and walk and stuff. She'll start getting to do stuff. And then she started doing stuff. And like she started like trying to eat stuff off the floor. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like there was one time where she ate like tried to eat a bug and she like took it out of her mouth. She's like, this is ill. <laughs> it's like it's a bug. Don't eat it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, she's. She's, and then like after that, like like ever since potty training her, it's like like she wants us to go in there with her. So even like instead of her going alone, she'll be like, nope, you gotta come with me. And so she'll wait till we go with her. And so like yeah, that, it's not hard. It's just these little things that kind of disrupt your like day to day life. Right. Like if you have a plan to do something, it's just these little things that disrupt the different things. So you have to be okay with with those disruptions, um, basically constantly happening. Um, like my, my partner came in and, and was like, "Hey, when you have time, she wants to she wants to come into this room where I'm at right now to work <laughs> or like to play with you or something." Aww. She just wants to basically be in the same room. Yeah. Um, but I can't always do that because I mean we're on the podcast and then 
also I have work meetings to to attend to. True. I mean, I wouldn't hold it against you if she was there. I totally get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'd get mad if I was on a call though. She's like, no, no, like don't talk with them, talk with me. <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's done that a few times. <laughs> Gotta set the boundaries. Yep, yep. She's gonna hate this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like re-edit it. I'll download it, read it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, this no mention of you. I I love you, but there was no mention of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. for something completely different. Um you mentioned like your influences as like your co-founder homies, but also Satoru Iwata. Yeah. Um, and I almost got lost in a rabbit hole, like looking at his stuff and getting super inspired because Nintendo is like super big for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious um, if there's anything that, you still find influencing you today that you always know is like from the work that he did. Yeah, I think, I think from the work that he did uh, specifically as as president of Nintendo uh, is his uh, humbleness uh, and, and wanting to reach out to people. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak on first-hand basis, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. But but like he, based off of like the stuff that I've read and then stuff that I've seen, right? Like if if, if you go back, like he's the, the one, not not necessarily him alone, but during his time as president of Nintendo, he's the one that started these things called the Nintendo Directs, uh, and it's basically him and like like uh, at that point it was Reggie Fils-Aimé, uh yeah. from, from Nintendo of America, basically talking about the games they had coming up, and they had fun doing it it was this corporate president for this really big company like having fun right um and yeah. and and seeming as a person instead of like like this figure that it's just like you don't know really and and not even that but when nintendo was struggling with uh it was a wii u um he he actually ended up cutting his salary by a good amount i think it was like 50 percent um in order to kind of and like that's something you wouldn't really ever see here in, in like it's very different work yeah either I'm just gonna chime in failed it totally broke up a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sure the listeners are going to be upset about that. <laughs> oh, well, like, sorry. <laughs> I can repeat <laughs> it. I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, it's probably still going to keep breaking up. Um, but yeah, go ahead if you want to. <laughs> Is it still breaking up? I mean, we, we'll only know once you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Yeah, nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is great. Great for bloopers. <laughs> no, 
No. I know. Uh, all right. No, it's it's totally fine because no one wants to hear about corporate stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I totally got that. I, I watched some of the videos. Um, it was like a, I'll put it in the reference notes. It was like a compilation. It was super funny. Yeah. Like how they would like make fun of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Just having fun. And like that and along with like some of the stuff that he did when he was younger where like he he helped people basically uh kind of get to be a better version of themselves. Not not personally necessarily, but like professionally. Um it's like he, he pushed people uh in, in the best way that he that he knew. Um and uh one of his friends masahiro sakurai uh they worked together on smash bros actually and so they they, they worked on that for a while and they made that um but he also supported like uh, pokemon gold and silver uh and actually getting like if, if you played the first pokemon game you have like the, the kanto region which is like the, the the little world for that game mm-hmm. and then for the second game you have the johto region but in that second game you also have the kanto region so you have both of them basically in the same game and wow. he, he basically did the work uh, to be able to able to do that in the game, even though they were super limited on like how much they could actually even do, um, and so he he's a su- he was a super smart guy, super humble, and just always trying to make sure that people were were able to achieve may- maybe not what they wanted to achieve, but maybe even more. Um, uh-huh. And and. Uh, try to set up the company and and, and his his colleagues up for success. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Reggie took over for um, Nintendo of America, and not all news outlets, but some news outlets raved about a black man mm-hmm. running Nintendo of America. It's amazing; like you could do anything in America. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I was excited too. I was like, "Wow!" Like things are changing and I'm curious like your views on multiculturalism and like cultural influences making their voices heard within the video game industry and like with you being BIPOC like how do you see where things have evolved or changed in the industry yeah it's it's super important uh <laughs> it's 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 more apparent when you start to see examples of games that don't like may have included folks, but mm-hmm. the, 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 the folks that were deciding they were making decisions on certain things, like where those things kind of fall apart. Um, there's this wow. game. I was, I was, I was talking to, to, to my partner about this game where they try to teach you Spanish. I don't remember what the name the game's called, <laughs> but they try to teach you Spanish and uh, the way they, 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 the narrative plays out in the game you're, you're you're this kid, uh, like you're playing video games on your on your like console, and then your friend who's Mexican ends up stealing your game, and you have to go to Mexico to take it back from him and be like, hey, Wait, you stole how do you end up in Mexico again? <laughs> so 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 his dad comes picks him up, and then like they leave. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a key part of the story. I need to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he's a Mexican. Suddenly, 
He's going back to Mexico. When yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, his dad comes picks him up. His dad looks like a like a gangster, like a drug lord. Um, oh wow! And like yeah, and so there's like these like really bad negative like stereotypes and and archetypes and like the the way they talk to is very stereotypical accent, uh, Mexican accent in English, um, and so. And then, like, basically, the whole the whole purpose of the whole narrative of this game is like, hey, this brown kid stole your stuff, go get it, and learn some Spanish while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically it. And so it's like, 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 there's so many things to unpack there, and it's not just that. There's a lot of little things in, in between as well that uh, that uh, tie into to that exact same core, like, kind of like like racism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, and then it's not just that. I mean, if you look at like. Like even like GTA, there's a lot of stuff there as well, right? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, and they're, they're, they they say they're trying to be more progressive, <laughs> but we'll see when the next game drops. I think they they said they they want to have a, a Latina uh, main character. Um, we'll see what kind of stereotypes they they, they oh, do my there. Gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like there's so many things, right? Like there's so many games that that, that rely on stereotypes, specifically old games, and it's because a lot of the time back then. There was there wasn't a lot of BIPOC folks that were part of the conversation, right? Um, right. And so now you're starting to get games that that do include more people. Um, that sorry, I think my daughter's trying to open this door. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you you get a lot more people uh, that are telling their own stories. Um, right. And like and like I remember uh, while I was a student, uh, one of my friends, uh, his name's Aaron. He uh he was working on a game called Ch- uh, Children of Ashe, um, and it was based on on his cultural roots uh, from Africa. Nice. Uh, and it was this this basically I, I don't remember exactly what the narrative was. It was so so long ago. Um, but but I mean like like things like that, right? And it's like from a perspective of someone who who would know, right? And even then, like like things that he didn't know, he would reach out to experts that would know. Right. And, and 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 another game that I worked on called Juanito and Navalito dealt with a lot of like uh, Mesoamerican indigenous like uh, like uh, folklore. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, like my the, the person that was in charge of that they grew up with that that stuff in in Oaxaca, um, and they also did a similar thing where they reached out to people. Um, they reached out to people from Oaxaca to make music. Oh, sweet. And so, like, you get this, like, really, really cool stuff. And, like, that is happening more and more now. Um, uh, and so you start to get, uh, like, characters that are, that are diverse. Uh, and, like, they, they have layers to them, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not just, hey, there's this character, they're brown, and there's all these stereotypes. And, yep, yeah, that's the character. Um, they actually start to have more and more layers to them. And, and yeah, it's, there's still a lot of things that that need that that could be better, um, specifically with representation, actually, like <laughs> in the games industry. But it is getting better, and people are by themselves or in small teams making things that um, that actually have some really meaningful weight to them. Wow, that's awesome! I love that. It does give me hope. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's. It's it's a lot better. Um, I think a lot, it, it probably won't happen in any sort of like AAA game for any time 
like it, it might have happened already, but <laughs> for the most part, you'll see a lot of the change actually just in indie games. Yeah. Well, the indie game, it's, it's definitely growing now that more people have access to tools yep. to build. And, um, and with the internet and resources available, it is a lot easier for people to get involved. Like you said, like there's so many more roles now available in the video gaming industry mm-hmm. than we would have ever considered or thought of. Yep. Yeah, it's it's ever evolving and, and there's a lot of talent. It's just at that point it's up to the managers to basically hire 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 people like us, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and whether or not they, they want to do that. Um, and there's still places that don't. And that's like terrible. Uh, there's a there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of awesome folks that have awesome ideas and are amazingly talented, uh, yet they don't get picked over over their peers. <laughs> I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's great that um, you started co-founding No Static Games just to put those ideas forward. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other companies that are trying to do some of the things, which is cool. You know, like it's good to not be the only one because yes. that means there's a huge movement basically, right? Um, it, it's cool to be the first one, <laughs> but it's, 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 I think it's, I think we're at a better point now where like, there's so many people that want to do it and like really, really want, want to like pursue this and, and change uh, how games are, are consumed uh, or rather not necessarily change how games are consumed, but engaged with how in, yeah, yeah. I think I think um, similar to books and movies. Yeah. Uh, video games have a very strong, uh, like cultural impact. Um, mm-hmm. That that we we as game developers, very generically, uh, haven't really thought about until the last few years, and uh, you can see you can see that a lot with a lot of. Uh, communities and games where there's a lot of toxicity mm, yeah there's a lot of stuff that like that that's kind of folks are okay with <laughs> um because i mean the developers sometimes are okay with that type of stuff true and so yeah there's there's a lot of power with video games and that's just going to become even more and more prevalent and yeah, I mean, I think it can change. It, it, like similar to movies, movies, movies have the power to change public opinions. I think games have the same ability, but uh, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to to get to that point um, where it actually has a lot of impact. Uh, but there's just so many games that come out all the time. <laughs> it's it's really hard to like to do. Is not only do you have to make a game that that, that tackles uh, difficult subjects, right? Mm-hmm. But also it has to be engaging and fun, or at the very least engaging to the person that is playing it, um, and then have a wide appeal. Right. On top of that, so there are a lot of things to consider, and it's a really, really, really hard balance to manage. Um, if you look at most like games that try to do it, there's a lot of games that aren't necessarily fun. But they do get their message across. Oh, true. Yeah, it's like the compromise. Like, yep. Where do we put our energy to get that message across, or to get the engagement that we're really looking for? Right, right. And so, actually, um, one of the one of the the co-founder homies, uh, I named him Hesi Hesikyo. Uh, 
Uh, he did his thesis at USC for uh, cultural mechanics in games. Oh, wow. And it's basically, yeah, it's really cool stuff. And so it's trying to, to uh, try to figure out basically a way to, to, to get like cultural actions basically implemented in a game and how that can basically communicate um, a culture or a, or, or something. I don't remember exactly. I need to reread his paper. <laughs> don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell him. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will ask him. And send you. I'd love uh, to check it out. Yeah, you might have to remind me. I'll probably forget. <laughs> uh, no worries. I, I will. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, it's, it's basically, uh, it's around the lines of like trying to not systemize a culture. That sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but but represent a culture through actions in a game. Oh yes. Okay. And, and and how that can like the 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 consequences of that and the benefits of that. Um and and yeah, it's 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 some cool stuff. And there's there's a lot of stuff we can learn from there. But yeah, because most 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 of the games that you'll probably see is like, hey, yeah, like you can run and jump, and this game is about uh, I don't know, like feeding people, right? And like like mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, what does running and jumping have to do with it? It's like kind of trying to tie in that narrative as well with like the actions that you as a player are doing um, uh, is what the biggest thing is like, is uh, is, is the biggest thing that needs to be like kind of figured out whenever you're working on this type of thing. Um, Especially for um, people like visibility and the like differently abled folks. Right. Or... Um, people with different body types or different abilities. Um, I'd be curious to to learn how we can create different character types that actually represent a large spectrum of human experience that doesn't get the main stage just because you know they have different number of limbs, whether they were yeah. born with it or not. Yeah, I'm curious like how all that can change just from the writing and the mechanics alone. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot of cool stuff that you can explore. Right. Um, and, and involving those people is a key part of that is, is making sure that those folks have a voice or at the very least a hand in the development mm-hmm. of, 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 of the project. Cause if it's just like, for me, like if I were to make a game about like, I don't know, someone I met in the past uh, who had a, a, a like different ability than I, than I did, that, that would not be representative at all. <laughs> and it would be directly based on that person. True. Yeah. And there's so many different experiences that, that, that could be included and specifically their perspective, right. Their first kind of experience and right. what that could look like and, and how, how they can interact with these systems. Um, there is some cool stuff happening with uh, like Xbox having their own, like uh Forget what it's called, adaptive controller Ooh. for folks for folks to like play with. Uh, like you, you can change the components of, of it, so you can, so like if if someone needs to like has a hard time pressing smaller buttons like with their right. fingers and they need to use their entire hand, you can have bigger buttons for that. Oh yeah, yeah, and so like it's really cool stuff. Um, at least for like for for a player interfacing with a video game. That's some cool stuff, but specifically with the actions that you do in a video game, that's a whole other story yeah. <laughs> that needs to be explored, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, especially with online gaming um, and with computer gaming, we could change the input source now. Yep. So that we don't have to be restricted to 
the standard video game controller shape. We can like yep. program other devices. Yeah, uh, there's this. Uh... <laughs> I was not listening. Uh, Charles, Charles is awesome. Uh, I met him at Seattle like years ago, uh, and he has his game. It's about circles. I can't remember the name of it. It's so cool though. This is great. Well, we'll have references. It's notes. a cool game. <laughs> yeah, just let me know, and I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, I think his yeah. name is Charles. Charles McGregor. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, his game uh, used. Uh, eye tracking technology mm. so basically but you if, if you have like an eye tracker you can use that to move the dot around and control it instead of using a uh, a control stick and it was yeah it was some cool stuff um i think that i know i think they might have even worked with xbox to kind of do some adaptive controller stuff as well nice um but yeah there's, there's a lot of cool stuff happening with games and accessibility um i think one of the games that has like like the best inbuilt features for accessibility is probably The Last of Us Part Two. The Last of um, Us, okay. I'll take a look at that. Yeah, it's it's got some really good stuff for like for like blind gamers. Um, Ooh. Like for, yeah, like it's like some space awesome spatial audio stuff for like people that like with colorblindness, right? Like right. Some cool stuff to to differentiate things or like uh, for for folks that like um, for specifically for like blind gamers like that might be able to like detect differences in light uh they have settings for that as well and so oh, wow. they'll be able to play and like it's and it's because they work directly with people that were blind mm-hmm. or, or, or like needed these things in order to play their game and so they work directly with these folks and they built systems for them uh, to to be able to play the game and so there's some like really really cool stuff and then last of us part one is is getting remade and so that's going to have even more accessibility features um, to 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 for folks and so that's probably worth looking into as well <laughs> awesome well there's so much to look forward to i mean the thing that people always remember is either like a blue hedgehog or an italian plumber dancing to calypso music <laughs> <laughs> but um i like how the more broad of an audience gets exposed to video games, the more different like variations of people start building the video games. I think you cut off. <laughs> oh, my internet connection is unstable. So maybe I'm cutting out. Um, I was talking about how like more people who are exposed to video games from different backgrounds actually start making the video games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we start seeing different story arcs or different character types mm-hmm. and hopefully it just you know keeps compounding so that we just have like a larger variety of um who our character could be and who's represented yep that that's the only way games are really going to continue to evolve um and i mean i think movies need to do that as well honestly true <laughs> there's some movies that that do and shows that do a pretty bad job yeah uh, and so, like, yeah, like, like, there's things, cool stuff that's happening, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, yeah. What's some advice that you would give for? That's, that's just the way of things. <laughs> some advice you would give for someone entering or wanting to enter the video game industry. <laughs> uh, 
I know, in like three words and go. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, whatever you would offer. Yeah, I think the first thing that came to mind, I think it's important that you're good at at what you do. So like art and engineering and whatever, narrative design, whatever it is, you're good at what you do, right? But the biggest thing that's, the, the thing that's way more important than that is how you work with other people. If you're demanding, like to to that other people get you things, or or you're pressuring people to get things done constantly, um, when 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 it's not necessarily your job to do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. It it will affect the way you work. It might even affect the way your um, your career path. Uh, uh, like evolves, right? Um, yeah. I've 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 worked with people. I worked with people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> worked with people uh, that uh, have uh, had some uh, some some trouble collaborating, uh, and and yet their their leads and their seniors and a lot of that stuff is is likely due to. Um, I've had I've worked with folks that are like they 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 want to get the work done and they they have initiative but they don't work well with. Yeah, they they get promoted because people see that oh this person has a lot of initiative, but also it's like kind of wish they weren't promoted <laughs> or had these higher positions, right? Because they don't work well with people, they don't really know how to delegate well, mm. uh, and they kind of just want to take up everything on their own, right? And so when you have when you have people like that, it, it can be really hard. And so if for anyone wanting to go into games, yes, it's important that you get at what you do, and yes, it's important to have initiative, but it's more important that you work with people and you know how to work with people. And communicate with them more. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a co- it's a collaborative, iterative process with games, and it's it's not just about your specific component, or it's not just about you knowing everything. It's about relying on each other and trusting each other to to fill in whatever gaps of knowledge you all may have uh, to tackle whatever issues you need to resolve. That's perfect. I'm going to write that in my inspirational quotes. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was super awesome uh, chatting with you about this. I mean, it's rare that I find people who are working in the video game industry, much less like people who love video games as much as I do. Um, so this was a real joy. And definitely. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we should definitely chat again. And get nerdier (laughs) 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 I definitely want to hear more about the the rap rhyming game that you guys are doing and working on Uh, where can people find that yeah uh so right now there's not a lot of information out there honestly uh you can go to (laughs) nostaticgames.com it's uh there's not a lot of stuff there but you can see our faces if you'd like Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even uh, uh, with regards to that, uh, I would recommend checking out Game Devs of Color. There's uh, my, my, my brother and uh, our other co-founder are going to be doing a talk on what we've been working on mm-hmm. uh, for, for the Rap Rhythm game. Um, so check out Game Devs of Color. I think it's like 20 bucks to register. I think there's still time to register. <laughs> um, uh, and if, and if, it's, if it's already passed, there might be on YouTube somewhere. And hopefully we can share it then. But um, yeah, uh, definitely. Like I think check out that talk. I think it 
it lays out a really good kind of history of rap and games and kind of where the future could take us. Although we're not experts. <laughs> we're, we're, people, we're people trying to figure it out as we go. Um, nice. We haven't figured it out yet. Um, so we're not experts. It's just kind of to, to there might, maybe someone will get influenced and we'll figure out a cool way to, to address the problems that we're facing. And, and then we'll, we'll be able to, to, to deal with that um, and then tackle that. The rap, rap in the, <laughs> I think my daughter's trying to open the In games and, and kind of systemizing that. Um, and if you have an idea and you want to share it with me, hit me up. <laughs> awesome. We'll do. We'll do for sure. Cool. I guess that is it. I'll, I'll let you get back to dad life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Uh, if you, if you, if you want, I think there's a few things that we may have not talked about. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Oh, I definitely want to do like a, I want to do like a Twitch uh, live stream where we like re-listen and maybe do like an AMA. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We'll definitely like revisit all of this again. Yeah, keep me posted, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll block out some time, and we can do that. Sweet. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Yeah, take care, Ripley. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.